centripetal forces, um, according to the Khan Academy definition, a, centripet a centripetal force is a net force that acts on objects to keep it moving along a circular path. What that means is the inward-facing uh, force that keeps an object moving in a circle. It faces towards the center of that circle as an object rotates around it. And the greater the centripetal force, the smaller the radius of that circle around the center point. Um, the centripetal yes. force. Yes. Thank you. Centripetal force is perpendicular to the velocity of the object. It's po uh, pointing to the center, and therefore the velocity is nine two degrees away from that. Um, a centripetal force is not a fundamental force. It's just a net force. It's all the forces acting towards um, the center of the circle of um, motion. So they can be, and I've seen um, additions where it's like the, the gra gravitational force and the tension of the spring it's rotating on. So it's all the net forces acting towards the center of the circle it's moving around. Um, yeah, so the, um, the way that it works is what provides a centripetal force. In, in a ball and string, it's most likely the tension of the string. Um, in when uh, the Earth rotates around the moon orbits, um, it's the gravitational force. It can also be friction. Thing it keeps it on a rotating tile or something. Um, yeah, that's about it. Do you want to talk about the difference for centrif centrifugal force? So, these, these two forces are often kind of talked about in the same kind of sentence. So, centrifugal and centripetal. But there is a key distinction that has to be made. So, centrifugal force is the apparent, and the key word there being apparent, outward force, force on an, a, a rotating mass. So it's sometimes discussed as kind of not being a real force. And whereas centripetal force is what is required to keep an object in rotary motion. So for example, an example of centrifugal force would be swinging, going around on a, a roundabout and being kind of pulled outwards. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I saw, I saw that centrifugal like isn't a real thing, but it's only ever useful in like describing certain problems. And I saw it's useful when it's the observer of the problem is within the rotating system, like in a roundabout. That's when they can use a centrifugal force yeah. to describe it. When they're like off the, to the side, the centrifugal force, like it isn't useful at all. It's not a force. You can just not use it at all. Yeah. Cool. Um, centripetal acceleration, Will? Yeah, so this is basically the ex acceleration of a mass rotating. But when we talk about this, there is no actual change of speed, but because acceleration is a vector, obviously, as you like rotate around a, a center, you change in direction, basically, as you're moving. And that results in the acceleration, because it's like changed in direction. And it's acceleration di directed in the direction of the path, and it can be calculated with acceleration equals velocity squared over radius. Yeah, that's kind of useful, because for the, for the way to um, the equations for this, uh, that becomes very useful, because we have Newton's second law, f equals ma, otherwise written as a equals f over m. Um, we can substitute the a with v squared over r equals f over m, because that's the centripetal acceleration. And then we can then um, move that around a little bit to have the, centrip the centripetal force equals m mv squared over r. Um, yeah, so you can see the, the greater the radius, the lower the centripetal force. Therefore, the greater the force, the lower the radius. Um, then we can also involve angular velocity, which I don't really understand, um, <laughs> to replace uh, v, because v equals 
are the weird W looking sign uh, for angular momentum velocity. So you yeah. have the centripetal force equals m. Uh, so yeah, equals m are weird angular velocity W squared. <laughs> it's a it's a an omega a Greek um, letter. Greek, yes, I also do Greek. Um, <laughs> sure. Uh, the the whole thing about centripetal forces is they're often quite interesting to look at examples of. Uh, I have a good one. I, ha- I have loads of good ones. So I saw, it's again, Khan Academy, everything. Uh, they, um, an example of rotating a ball around a string uh, vertically. So it's, it's, a, it's a yo-yo trick, but like it's just rotating vertically around a midpoint uh, held on by some string. Um, and the whole point of the problem, you're told the mass and velocity of the rotating thing, and you're told to try and find the tension of the string. Um, so at the top, when it's at the top, then tripletal force acting downwards is the net force towards the middle. And that's going to be the tension of the string, obviously, if that's keeping it in. But also gravity is acting directly downwards. So the tension of the string is the centripetal force minus the gravity. At the bottom, uh, gravity is acting the other way. So it's only the tension of the string holding it up. So the tension of the string is centripetal force plus gravity, uh, I think. Yeah, basically. So. Uh, different points, the tension of the string has to be different to hold the centripetal force, which is quite cool. So you had lots of weird examples. Do you have any examples? Oh, uh, well, there's quite an interesting one regarding like a car. Uh, so yeah. as you turn like a corner, on, I, I on saw a str- this. I, I saw this. And I didn't actually get into it because it was really complicated. All right, go ahead. So yeah, it's a speed of ten meters per second on a path radius fifteen meters. So, coefficient of uh, static friction between the tyres and the ground for this car to make the turn without slipping is essentially what you have to calculate. So, the uh, only force acting in the centripetal direction is the force of the static friction. So, V squared over R equals uh, the static friction force over mass. since and you're expressing the minimum possible coefficient of friction, then for uh, static force is equal to... Uh, wait, hang on. This Okay, this I, is... I didn't see this, I thought, like, oh, static friction, all right, I'm out. Yeah. This yeah, is it's, the... it's, it's a cool example. It's a cool one to understand, because it's obviously like, really important in designing cars, tires, and everything. It's, like, a very yeah. real-world real application. Um... I have I have I have a cool one. Um, so when a it's sort of explaining like a real world phenomenon you might have seen. So when a ball is rotating off a string again, I love that. I love these examples. Yeah. Uh, but it's rotating off something like perfectly, so it's hanging. There's a thing that's hanging off the string and the ball at the bottom. And you see um, when you like it will ro- you can um, rotate it like move it around and it's just sort of dangling on the string. Um, so the the centri- the centri- um, centripetal force is the horizontal, horizontal component of the tension of the string. It's moving in a circle, dangling from a string, and the horizontal component um, of that tension of the string is what keeps is the centripetal force. But also the vertical component of the tension of the string it has to equal the weight of the ball. So it has the tension. Um, the vertical component has to be big enough to sustain the weight of the ball, but the um, horizontal component has to be strong enough for the centripetal force to keep it. In circular motion. So if you um, increase the speed of the ball rotation, so 
therefore we need a greater centripetal force to keep it like that. We need a greater horizontal component um, of, of tension. Um, but the weight of the ball doesn't change. We don't have, have, we have to have an equal vertical component of tension. So therefore the ball rotates at a greater angle on the string, have a greater horizontal component but an equal vertical component. That's why if you like, uh, if the ball is diagonal off the string and you hit it harder, it'll go at a higher angle because it needs to have a greater horizontal component an equal vertical component uh, for the centripetal force, which is kind of cool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Any more examples? Anything else? Well, I think there, well, there is one application that I did find of it. So, uh, a centrifuge, which is obviously it's used to like test, uh, like samples. So it, it's basically. Oh, wow. Uh, it, it's basically spinning, like a spinning sure. circle kind of thing, and it kind of it they're rated on their levels of centripetal acceleration, which sure. if you have a high centripetal acceleration, it decreases the time it takes for separation of sample to occur, and thus the t sample to I guess be tested. For like various things such as, so sort of uh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's like the for testing for like viruses, bacteria, stuff like oh, okay. I think malaria. They use like uh centrifuges to test samples. Cool. So yeah, that's, that's quite interesting. Yeah, that's that's about all I have. Anything yeah, else? yeah, same basically. Cool.